You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with both of the hosts of This Week in Metropolis. What a privilege. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Look, don't say privilege until we know how the conversation goes, okay? (laughs) It all goes well as long as no one's crying at the end. You know, it'll be fine. So I've had you both on separately and now have you both on together. And I know we're not going to talk about superheroes the whole time, but I do because me and kind of Matt kind of talked a little bit about the Neuralink stuff. I have issues right now. I don't yeah. know how to feel because I started doing more research into the Neuralink and I found out that you can actually edit out somebody's bad genetics. And I'm like, I have two sides of this. One, that's yeah. amazing. You're talking about taking out like maybe a, a mentally challenged like gene or something like a chromosome that might be off. That's amazing to change that. But if you want blue eyes and you have brown eyes, I'm going to slap the shit out of you and turn them blue. <laughs> Did you watch the thing of the demonstration of Neuralink? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I got about a minute in and then I really got scared because I started watching the first part where they were putting it into pigs. And then they were like, this is how it's going to go into humans. And it's like, they take a saw and they start cutting a circle. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And then they're like, oh, robots are going to do it for you. I'm like, oh, yeah. hell no. Yeah, basically a robot drills a hole in the top of your head. And then super, they, they take a flap of skin off and then super glue the skin back down. So you can have it taken out. But um, scary that's, stuff. That's more than playing God. I'm pretty sure iRobot warned us about this. Just exactly. that, you know, automatrons, whatever, are going to take over the world. And we literally have in the U.S. a government program that is like funded 500 million dollars a year or something that's supposed to study existential risk which is like the transcendence movie with johnny depp except robots man like that's the new thing of 2020 and i'm deathly afraid and i don't believe that hey this leads to what we were talking about james on the factor of superheroes you shouldn't be able to get a chip in your head to get superpowers. I don't know any superhero out there besides Cyborg, and he was in a car accident, so that's like RoboCop style. Not getting a chip in your head where you can download, like, I want fire powers, I want to be able to earth bend, and I want to be able to water bend. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're supposed to use your damn imagination and not some chip to rely on. Hey, you, you. Go on, Matt. I was going to say, you talked about on that um... – I watched quite a lot of that presentation and towards the end there were questions from from like Twitter and the audience and that and they they were talking about like not just the super superpowers as such the basic things you could do which Elon was like yeah that's easy that's easy and so if you have a Tesla car because they're linked up to an app you can use your mind instead of the app so you could walk out to the front of your house and say and think I want my car and the car will drive to you. So yeah, 
That's like the dude that I'm jealous of that has like the car that like starts for him so he can just run out to his car and it's already mm. heated up and everything. I'm like, no, you're supposed to go out in 20 degree weather and freeze your ass off and <laughs> wait for that heat up. to kick on. Yeah. Scrape it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the rest of us, mere yeah. mortals. Yeah. I swear, I literally just saw, um, I, since I work at a gym, uh, we, we get like the wide variety of people that come in. Well, one dude, I mean, rich, I mean, as can be, he doesn't look it, but he got this, like, I don't know, brand new ass 2020 car. Nobody's driving it. And I just see it in the camera roll up to the front and stop. And then he runs out and gets in the driver's seat. I'm like, I did not see anybody get out of this car. I didn't see anybody walk over. I'm like, is that a self-driving car right there that just did that? And I was like, that's bullshit. You're supposed to take the hike to your car. You're supposed to do the awkward. Like, I still believe you should have the mechanical key where you put it in and then turn it. Like, even the auto lock or, like, unlock button on your key fob is, like, I broke mine a while ago, so I learned it humbled me, actually. See, I, I love that, though. I know James has got, like, keyless entry. But the, the, the only bad thing about it, I love getting in, keys are in the pocket or in the bag. You turn the car on, all that stuff. But what I always do is I get out the car try and lock it and think why is it not locking the engine's still on i, I forget to turn it off is, is well, on, on, on your cash car yeah so oh. I, I i just get out and forget to turn the car off and think why is this not locking why is it beeping at me not locking it's, right, it's right, still yeah. running so and so to, to fill running. to fill you in here robbie we've we've got the same car essentially and um big big family cars and it is like you know it's keyless entry it starts stop and all that so I, I know exactly where Matt's coming from because the amount of times I've done that as well where I've gone to lock the car and it's beeping at me because it's still still running or but whatever. But you notice that it's solving an issue that it created in the first place because mm. if you had the mechanical key, you, would you wouldn't be able to get out of the car because you have to turn it off by exactly. twisting it. That's so it's it, like yeah, yeah. everything, everyone's like, well, technology's made our life so much more simpler. I'm like, no, it hasn't. It's <laughs> just solved the issues that it started in the first place. Like <laughs> it, it's a benefit, I think, to only one thing when it comes to your car is the fact that you when you leave your keys inside the car like on the seat or something you can't lock yourself out yeah. a lot of the times but i mean you still can but that's like purposely like oh i'm trying to do a million things at once so i lock my car while my door's open and i'm still in it then i hop out and then it's still locked yeah. but like man i those were good moments in my life when i got locked out of my car i was so pissed but trying to you know you turn into freaking christopher columbus navigating the whole way to try to get your car back open to get on your ship and go home Mm. and the difference is as well i mean even with these newer style and the new tech and everything like that if there's a problem i think back in the day with older cars you could you know it was a lot easier to probably fix it yourself and jump start and whatever nowadays there's there's no chance you need to call out for, for assistance or whatever for them to come sort it because they'll link up a computer to your car and go, oh yeah, we've um, we've just discovered this this problem. That's and, code whatever. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, it's blah, just, blah, blah. And, you're, and you're like, you mind. I saw they were doing a intro into one of the new cars that are supposed to be coming out. Some type of like, I, I don't know if it was like a style of Lamborghini or something. It looked like the Lamborghini style, but it was like you didn't even know how to open up the fucking car. Like she's like touching the door handle four times, slapping the car's ass, and then running around to the other side doing three spins. I'm like, is this the fucking hokey pokey just to get <laughs> into your car? And then she gets in, and it's like, it's like movie theater. Like got the whole recliner seats now, and then like she lays back and she goes, oh yeah, and this windshield you can't actually see through it. It's a digital screen, and then the thing pops mm. up. I'm like, I'm scared. Like 
you know how many like there's a movie that came out with bruce willis a long time ago which was all about this i don't know if you guys have seen it i forgot what it's called but fifth element it's where they go into like the simulation it's like a fake machine that's their personal life or whatever it is like they can go in like a machine they sit in it 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 hooks to their head like a visor like a simulation thing and they get to live through that robot but it's modeled after them so they can just go out and well eventually it's going to turn into where we have two separate sides one that wants technology and the other ones like anonymous that don't want it at all that want it to be canceled out think it's too far and it's going against god rules well they developed the gun that when they kill you in the robot thing it fries the system the simulation that's hooked on your head and it kills you in real life too but i'm like this becomes like video games where Mm. yeah there's a giant thing going on it's like everyone's considered like a trump conspiracy they think like you know all these things that are coming out about pedophiles um the people hunting them down on the internet and stuff well they believe like it's a conspiracy that people online are setting up fake accounts so people would find these pedophiles and then think they're a hero so it's like when you play a video game like league of legends or something like that your character you built up this badass guy and then all these noobs are looking at you like oh my god he's the best he's the strongest he's the fastest he's you know overall like <laughs> james i love that i love how you did that but uh like you know he's he's built like this god so he's a god in the game but in real life his life sucks he's a nerd he goes you know works wherever he does not treated right well that's what's going on with the internet they think that people are creating false profiles of fake pedophiles like you know getting like catfish somebody copies your account or something it's like hey that's that's me you stole my photos and you're using another account well people are doing that and they're creating fake pedophile accounts and having other people take them down where they're like i took down another one and it's creating this false image i'm like how far until we don't want to live in reality anymore and we want to go into this simulation thing and just have a amazing life i mean don't get me wrong when i was a kid sims i had a vending machine in my fucking room i had so much shit that i was like now that i'm adult i'm like can't have that i can't be like matt with an arcade machine in my family room or whatever i can't do that but i like to entertain the idea of i can go into a thing and just live how i want to live i would love to you know go to play grand theft auto and just run over on the sidewalk and hit people that's fine 20 points 30 points sure but i can't sell drugs i can't do mounds of cocaine and fly a helicopter i don't think i could handle it <laughs> drive a tank down the road and, and things like that but you, you know what though no, we've the, uh, we've spoken about this on our podcast and games for me games have, have just been a thread throughout my entire life but i'm from your generation that would have had a uh, game boy and the snares and and those sort of things and when we had those you'd look at the arcades and think wow that's so cool because you can fight or or whatever it is now seeing the the level that games are at now sort of 20 years later it's insane and thinking in another 20 years like you said where's that gonna be like fortnite i often say about fortnite and give that as an example but the the online capability of Fortnite in that they do, I don't know whether you've seen the live events that they do in Fortnite, and you've got millions of people all together in a live, in an event, which is happening in real time that everyone's sharing. And they did a, a Travis Scott concert, um, probably six months ago or something like that. And it's just mad. You're, even though you're watching it on the screen, you feel immersed in it because there's, you know, these huge, 
like inch scale in the game, like a 200 foot Travis Scott, and then it explodes and then you're underwater and you're swimming and all of this stuff is going on. But it's live in that moment, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. You're experiencing it in that moment with hundred, well, millions and millions of other people. I think they had 20 million people or something on it. Yeah, you, you, you get that. We, we, spoke about avatar didn't we and that sort of connection and and things it is almost like that and you think well the the transition well if we're then wearing headsets and experiencing it so it's even more immersive it's crazy absolutely crazy well people bring up the point like what happens if the internet fails and all this time you've invested is just gone you don't have anything you know Mm. this thing you built up a life and i'm like but we all noticed pandemic came through we all kind of realized we took a hit like reality yeah. isn't as sensitive as you think it might exactly. be safer i just don't want to get to the point where i think it'd be cool it's like um if, when you're watching a movie you know what's better than watching a movie in the movie theaters is watching is doing it in 4d you know the one that actually makes you feel the effects Shake like you and, you're yeah. freaking let's say this week in metropolis we're going to a phone booth the fucking thing explodes wind hits your face because you know you get, <laughs> you get hit with like a, a telephone or something yeah but then that's like the safe zone and then now we're hitting to the spot how long until i can just put something in my head and then go right into a movie and be like i get to live as superheroes or i get to do this and then i get to experience it but that's going to cause so many people not Mm. to want to experience reality anymore to the point where it's going to turn into hoarders where you're eating couch furniture and you know you're living in a mess like have you seen that show they have fucking pathways to get to the things they need to like this is the route i gotta go it's route a route b or route c everything else is fucked there's cockroaches everywhere i don't want it to be like that because i know if you gave me the option of being hugh hefner in a playboy mansion with all these hot babes around it's gonna turn into the weezer video like living in beverly hills i'm not gonna want to leave but that's the thing you won't know when you're in that world you're not gonna know about the boxes that's the do you know what this all this stuff sounds very much like the matrix as well yeah that's what it makes me think like that whole plugging in you're you're plugging in and you're taking yourself into somewhere completely different you're uploading information oh i can fly a helicopter boom and you know what i mean that's it's just like that's what i'm saying it's gonna scare me because if you've ever had the power go out when you're playing a video game imagine you're hooking up into a simulator and your brain yeah. electronics are going through and then halfway the fucking power goes out and then yeah. you're dead yeah you're a vegetable and your parents have to look at you like i can't believe we lost them and it's like well he's not gone he just was trying to get into a porno and this shut down. <laughs> like, now you know how many minds have been wiped yeah it's like you know how many people would like t- like before they die or something would be like hey clear my browsing history i don't want anybody yeah. to see it throughout my porn collection imagine <laughs> that you're dead because you tried to go into a porno and some idiot like hit an electrical box or something next thing you know you're dead because you're trying to enter kate upton's house illegally <laughs> there's a film that i watched last week and i hadn't seen in years um called strange days and i don't know whether I've you've of seen it and it's about um this guy, Ralph Fiennes is the actor in it. He, he sells um, these things and they're called uh, jacks, I think they call them. But basically you, you wear this little cap with sensors on it and it um, transfers a memory straight into your brain. So you experience, you, in the film they got mini discs and they play it off, off these discs. But you can buy these experiences. People film them. People have the things on and the camera and film themselves robbing a bank or film themselves, you know, doing what, whatever. Um, 
and then when you put the the attachment on it goes it like you said it, it it communicates straight with your brain and people can just escape and there's a bit where he does this guy a favor and who has no legs and the guy has this memory of running along the beach and experiences this thing firsthand but what was it, it it was made in 1995 so it's quite an old one now but the weird thing is watching it now it's so much like now yeah that, that when they made it, it they were predicting it was sort of 1999 that weirdly they only went four years ahead but there was all this like technology there but now yeah in it as well and there's lots of rioting in the streets there's lots of police brutality and there's all the hard sort of stuff going on that we're having now um but people are escaping when they sing it's, it's worth a watch it's brilliant absolutely brilliant film but yeah it's an example of it I feel yeah. like there just becomes an ethically like I look at. So I got into a topic about this and a woman didn't know what I was talking about when I was talking about this. The future episodes probably going to come out for this one. But it was on the idea that people during cosmetic surgery, like kids were getting cosmetic surgery at the age of 12 to be able to fix things like, oh, they had um, their ears or something. It was like too big or something because they were getting made fun of in school bullying wise. Yeah. That is up to the parents, obviously, up to the kid. I get it if it's pretty bad, but you shouldn't also embrace your flaws as well. I mean, mm. I had things I didn't like, but I never wanted to get cosmetic surgery to fix them. I dreamed about it, but honestly, I look back on it, and I'm like, you don't need to. Especially not at 12 when you're still growing and yeah. you could look completely different you know, well, in five years. The documentary on Netflix, and I mean, James, you, you know, you guys can kind of speak on this perspective of the fact of like being a parent, you know, being mm. an adult or something, you're looking down at like your kid wants to get surgery because he's getting bullied for freckles or he's getting bullied for, you know, his chin's a little bit yeah. like he's got a double chin or something. Now, it, that started, I was watching this YouTube documentary about a girl that wanted to get her ears kind of shaved down or pulled back so they weren't so like flipped out forward. And I was like, they weren't bad. But then she was talking about it. And then that that scene led to another patient that was like, I just wanted to get bigger boobs. I just want to get this. And I'm like, you're fucking 13, 12. Mm -hmm. Like you're getting that. Yeah. And then it stopped being for bullying purposes to I want my daughter to be the best in the beauty pageant. Yeah. It's like you've seen those exactly. happen. And I was saying to someone, they're like, really, that's happening. And I was like, you don't know about this. Like you're mm. what? Like it's amazing to see that, like how far people will take something. And the problem with the Neuralink was that ethic, ethical issues. It's how far until you know yeah that's amazing you can be able to do robocop style stuff or you can get somebody a leg you can get somebody an arm but it doesn't stop there because then there are people mm. that have those things that want to get theirs taken off it's going to lead into this whole thing where like well you're telling me jimmy can get a new hand like that guy on youtube all right jimmy mm. light this m80 off in your hand and we're going <laughs> to get you a new one and he's like okay and he starts screaming and then he gets a new robotic hand People are going to want to get things taken off to yeah. get new things added on to make their life easier. And I'm like, that's where I have an issue. It's like yeah. it, it, they were talking about when I was reading the article was the fact of you can insert like uh, this Neuralink thing into your head. It can fix insomnia. It can fix so mm. many different mental issues. And I think that's amazing. But yeah. I know it doesn't stop there. And it, that's how it starts with good intentions. And everything mm. always leads down a bad road. Eventually, there are going to be people that are like, I'm going to chop my arm off so I can shoot a shoot a laser out of it with a robotic arm. <laughs> and then it's going to go into dick modification. It always leads down to the dick. Like, 
they did a study that showed when people would wake up from surgery, what would be the first thing that they would check? And they did the study about like 20, 30 years ago. Can you guess what the first thing a guy would check when he wakes up from a surgery? <laughs> what what sort of surgery is it? Doesn't it's matter. Just, it doesn't matter. James, <laughs> what is it? Oh, is he dick, isn't it? Yes. You know what people check now? Uh, their phone, probably. Their phone. <laughs> that shows you that your phone is more important than the one thing that makes that can separate you from a gender or something is a dick. Well, I can't say well, that because. Yeah. Maybe it'll get to the point where you have um, your your dick is linked to an app, and then and then you know. Well, you hit a button on the phone and it starts your dick for you. Like, you wanted, <laughs> set a timer on it, like when you're going to sleep, just a sleep yeah. timer. Sleep mode. Sleep mode. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me, from, from what you're saying, Robbie, is it's where it becomes like I'm, I'm all for if it's um, something to help. So, you know, you have like babies or kids who are born with, you know, not fully developed so they might have limbs that aren't fully developed that they could then have you know um prosthetic arms or legs or whatever to help them in that way but i think it for for us four here us three here that are for my wife <laughs> Wait, the other one? In, apart from my wife who popped in uh, momentarily um for us who as far as i'm aware we're all kind of you know fine there might be small issues that we might have but N nothing that's you know that you'd go and pay money to have changed probably or genetically yeah. and and this is the thing it's enhanced and i mm. think if you start having things be it Neuralink or um like you had the uh wasn't there the the, the i'm sure there was like a sprinter or something like that who had wasn't it someone like um who was the guy who ended up didn't he kill his oscar pretorius oscar pretorius yeah like that if if he was in a race against normal sprinters, there, there had, was something about he's he had slightly longer blades. Exactly, didn't he? something and like it that. Gave so him it's, more it's, bounce or something. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's it's then it then becomes an enhancement where it yeah. could benefit them against other people in certain ways. And like you said, even going as as extreme as someone wanting a gun or a laser attached to their arm to then go and cause chaos and carnage. Well, it started off with like bodybuilding too. We look at um, mm. trying to enhance ourselves to Definitely. a physical like top performance. Well, eventually, <clears throat> eventually they had to do these things where they split competitions up from natural and unnatural. Unnatural was like, yeah. what the fuck are you on? Like you're obviously on something. Nobody wants yeah. to admit to that, but it creates what I believe the world is kind of doing with technology is a bit of body dysmorphia for everyone. I mean, from Definitely. someone that's had it and still kind of has it, um, like I can speak from that perspective of like, it's kind of weird perceptions that you get. We look at ourselves in a completely different light than someone else that looks at us. Same thing yeah. with photos. You see a photo of yourself. You're like, wow, I do look good. You know, kind of a, as a supportive thing, but we've been blending those in so much to the point now when we post on social media, it's not really us. It's like a really, really filtered out effect of us. And yeah. then next thing you know, you go into reality, like you don't look anything like your fucking photo. Yeah. And then but that's going to go into body modification. So with bodybuilders, when they started splitting it up into natural and unnatural, it was because they couldn't stop you from taking the supplement. And if you wanted to do that to your body, you could. So they were like, let's just put it into two separate competitions. Eventually, they're going to do that with technology. Okay, this sprinter, you know, mm -hmm. he's got metal legs. He's got a techno thing in his legs. We got to put him in a competition. He can't go against actual runners. Like, 
people fighting for let's get women in the UFC. Let's do, you know, transgender should be allowed too. That's yeah. Let's do it. Put them up against somebody that is also transgender. Don't put them up against somebody that's like they had the guy, I think it was Rick Fox, whatever his name was. Um, that was a guy that switched to a girl and he didn't disclose it. And he was beating the shit out of women in UFC because their, their body genetics were completely different. Yeah. You can shave stuff down and you can change some things, but that's still, there's hormones. There's a bunch of things. You take blockers for that too. That's like, you need to put them in a separate group. I don't want to get to the point where we're in a society where then we're having people with like, you know, optical enhancements in their eyes or something to be able to like go against somebody in an archery competition that doesn't have that's trying to go off natural skill because they're not going to fess up to it they might complain like hey he's got a bionic fucking eye and i don't that's not fair i'm not robin hood i'm not going to be able to win this one um they might say that but then eventually they're going to be like, well, if I can't beat this guy, then I don't have any talent at all. Then they're going to challenge themselves. And then I'm fighting the side of that's going to leave them really, really hurt and really, really emotionally damaged when they lose. Even though the guy had an enhancement, they're like, wow, I must not be that good at all. And then give it up forever. And it's like, oh, no. That's it, my go on, Jay. No, I was just going to say, but that is probably the way it's going. You know, we, we've seen it in, in the Olympics and things like that with sprinters and things like that who – who are using drug enhancement mm. so you know and they're getting found out for it later down the line that they tested positive for something or other which may or may have not helped them win a race or you know and and drugs is where it's at, at the moment and i think it's only going to go into what can we do to give us that little bit of a boost but it's the same in any sport you're always looking to how you can improve you know even down to from a tech side and this isn't cheating at all but from Formula One, we talked about it a little bit last mm. time. Um, with with Formula One, every season they're looking at a way. Well, how can we make these how, cars a little bit faster? How can we get that extra point one of a second? How can we get it? You it, know, a gram yeah. lighter. How can yeah. we? You know, it's and and, and 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 all right. That's not necessarily cheating. Although I'm I'm pretty sure even in Formula One, there's been times when things have been questioned. Mm. Like, is that legal? Should they have done that? Not from from a like I say drug I, I don't think drugs are going to help you in a driving sport anyway but um well, if you take yeah. like that limitless pill and the next thing you know you can see everything like accidents happen before they happen but yeah. that, that's what I was going to say the, the, the sort of drug related the interesting thing that I keep seeing sort of on the periphery and stuff I've re read about I sort of aside from the podcast now I've got a real interest in um, cyberpunk culture. So sort of what started in the early mid nineties and that. And, Is that and cause of the video game that's coming out? Um, no, just generally to part nostalgia and part, I've always been interested in computers and the internet and that sort of thing. So learning the early days of that. Um, but a big part of, of, the early days of in the internet and technology and finding this like utopian society was um drugs sort of like what they call sort of smart drugs which were experimenting with different things that would give you more concentration or give you more focus and give you you know these sort of things so not that you were under the influence in terms of you know hallucinogenic or anything but it, it enhanced you you know, and that, that's 
something like I, nootropics. I think is one of the terms that they showed you that and attached like, to it. Joe Rogan's a big proprietor of that with Alpha mm. Brain. It's supposed to enhance a lot of your uh, neurological stimulation and stuff too. Yeah, but it's the same thing. Like in school, it started there too. Kids, you know, during a test or something, your teacher starts handing out mints. It's supposed to help you focus. It's supposed to help mm. this type of stuff. Yeah, there's a pill that could be developed to be able to do that, but drugs is something that especially when you're taking it during sports like a steroid you can kind of like joke around like i think that guy's on steroids and then if it comes out it's true but it's not going to deter you as much as someone that walks in with a fucking arm 10 times the size of his other arm like he's been jacking it for 12 months but it's a bionic thing like it's like half hulk like you look at that you're like that guy's fucking cheating but you see somebody that's on steroids you're like that guy's cheating do you know? No. So it's not going to really kill your yeah. mental confidence. You're like, I, 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 no, I can beat this guy. Yeah. I can beat this guy. You see a dude with like a 50 sized arm. You're like, fuck, there's no way yeah. I'm winning this arm wrestling competition. If he wants to play something with dexterity, I don't think he can move his fingers that well, but this is something I'm going to lose a hundred percent. He can't play the piano, but he's uh, really good at arm wrestling. He could crush um, a piano. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope with all of that sort of stuff, but my, yeah, I agree it could go too far, but the, the worry with it and where I think it will go is it will be a rich person's game. And, and that's why, I mean, Elon Musk has openly said with the, the stuff he's developing is with AI and technology going the way it is, it will be the case that that will become better than humans. So he wants to evolve humans, but it would be the case that I, like you said, if someone wants a bionic arm, and, and you see it in superhero films all the time, the rich, crazy billionaire who's, you know, enhancing himself to become better than human, if you've got the funds to do it, you could. Um, but what I hope is where there are lots of things shared in terms of technology is that the, the normal, regular guy can have access to stuff as well. So it's almost like, you know, worst case scenario, we get you taken over by, like, um technology adapting our bodies but you know the compromise or the the lighter side of that is everyone gets access to it but is it but isn't there enough examples from movies where ai turns rogue oh yeah definitely that's the thing though we we diverged we went from trying to create robots to make our lives easier to trying to create these automatronic things like animals and all these other types of things to now we're modifying ourselves I fight that both of those are equally bad. The worst one is automating yourself because then I believe in like, imagine if you can't control your fucking arm and it's just beating the shit out of you. And you're like, I can't get it to stop. You know, there's some guy out there that's going to be like, we got to put a limiter on this thing. We got to make sure that he can't do this. He can't activate like weapon mode and shoot Gatling guns out of his arms. He can't do any modifications like that. It's got to be just for basic functions. There's going to be some kid out there that's taking a screwdriver to his arm, like, yeah, it's going to modify this shit, going to oh, overclock yeah. it. The next thing you know, he, his arm swings out and kills his mom. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, God, like, I don't know what to do. But then you look at, like, if you want to go back to where we were fighting the side before of robots, I saw it as a benefit if we could use it to not like a servant in your house or do things like that, but like hospice homes. You know, being mm-hmm. able to have like a robot care for a woman or like help an yeah. old lady or something to get to her tapioca pudding or something. But then a I'm companion. like, then I'm like, there's going to be some guy that wants his mom's uh, money from her will. So he's like, he hacks the robot. Next, you know, the thing drowns her in a bubble bath. And then mm-hmm. it's like, it, it fights the side of like, 
you're taking out like the human error of it and you're making a lot of big problems when it comes to the factor of like, you know, so I was thinking more in the lines of like, you talked about rich people being able to get this technology before us. Imagine they could do that when they do the hunting games, you know, they go on a safari adventure, a safari hunt, instead of shooting an actual rhino, shoot a mechanical one. But then eventually yeah. that's going to lead into people being like, what about robot rights? And then it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, here we go. Like, that was a movie. People were complaining about all these things that were happening. It's actually in Futurama where um, they had the robotic foxes and stuff. It's like Bender was all like trying to save the foxes. And then he was like, I don't really care because, you know, they're not robots. And he found out <laughs> they're robot foxes. And he's like, oh, shit, they're killing robots. And then it's like <laughs> that leads into a whole thing. Like, where – there's not really a line we draw. There's always going to be somebody upset, which is why they create this stuff. But what's yeah. the safest way to still be ourselves and still make everybody happy <clears throat> with something? I guarantee you half of those protesters are still going to want that robot to fight on their side. Here, hold this picket fence. Hold it up higher. Hold up the picket fence higher. We need it. We need it. It's like you're still doing the same thing in a different way. Yeah. Have you seen the, um, something I've uh, always follows Boston Dynamics as a company and the robots mm. that they make. They're You've sent me some incredible. of Incredible, yeah. They, they do videos of the sort of training of the robots. Now, the, the main thing that you've possibly seen is called Spot. So like a yellow, well, it's, it's meant to be a dog, but it's like a yellow bit with four legs on it. And you can now buy them if you've got, I think about six grand, something like that. If you've got the money, you can buy these things now. Um, but yeah, they're, they're incredible. But the danger is, like you said, something like that. If they sell it to the military and put a gun on the top of it, then it's something completely different. They've shown things with a, a sort of a mechanical grab, and it could open doors itself and do different things itself. But we're always trying to find an advantage. If you can build a robotic horse to put a Gatling gun on its back, then that's going to mm. be a perfect for military. I mean. There's a yeah. giant thing. If you Google this, it is called animals of war. Back in the day, we used to take dynamite, tie it to donkeys and slap their ass and get them to run over to the enemy lines and explode. Yeah. We, there are dolphins that we train on um, in the Navy. They're able to defuse bombs, seals that are able to do the same thing. And the That's dumbest crazy. one, which I know is going to happen with the Neuralink is this is animal or not animal kitty it's a surveillance kitty have you ever heard of this <laughs> they spent two million dollars making a cat that had a microphone in its ear to be able to record conversations and it died on its first fucking mission five minutes in it got hit by a taxi two million dollars or 200 million it was a fucking extreme amount where it was like really you spent all that time putting a listening device like James Bond with the earplug into a cat and a recording thing into it. And then it fucking, you release it and you didn't think to wait till no cars were crossing the street for it to run across. Like it's a cat. They're like, well, it was the most sophisticated animal. I'm like, it's an animal. And they're like, well, we couldn't do it to a dog. There was too many distractions. People, and cats are unpredictable. I was going to say, cats are the worst animal to do because they just do what they want. What the like that's us we're still learning and it's like yeah. everybody that's going out about all these things like oh is this against humane well, oh this is amazing advancement in technology we're gonna <clears throat> end up doing something where our whole train of thought gets mixed down 10 years down the line like holy crap like you know yeah. jimmy won't stop plugging himself into that porno 
You know, I can't get yeah. him to sit down for dinner. You know, he's wasting away. Mm. Mm. That's a good True. point. It's funny you mentioned about the uh, animals of war because um, I watched uh, Ricky Gervais's first stand-up the other day. Um, I, I, one of my favourite ones, actually. And he actually mentions animals, and he and he and and I was going to mention it before you did about the the um, dolphins that can go down and, like you say, they'll they'll drop off or monitor and things like that. And then they've got the seals as well. But but his gag was that the seals were just there for moral support. So, um, like literally, dolphins like they speak their own language. They have really really smart brains. I mean, basically, if they could speak English, they'd probably be smarter than us. Uh, but we don't we we're, we're like oh well if we can insert a neural link into a dolphin to where it could speak english and it could have a programming brain maybe we can cut down on the training time for it to be able to defuse a bomb don't fucking do that because then we're gonna have an army of dolphins like aquaman controlling the whole sea we're gonna have sharks and things that are, if dolphins could be like hey so i watched this movie meg in my head and guess what apparently there's this giant prehistoric dinosaur that's below the sea level that we can find and then these dolphins go all the way down before we can get down there start finding leonardo dicaprio who sunk on the titanic they're finding a bunch of shit and they're like all right well now we got this thing and the next you know we're being taken over there's a fish that lives six months on land in Australia. It's like a rockfish or something. Don't fucking tell me they can't get to that point. I mean, you're telling me that if you give this neural link to an animal where it can start figuring out how to survive, next, you know, it's going to be like, we're worried about aliens. There's going to be dolphins with like tanks on there, like scuba tanks with water shooting into their <laughs> mouth, freaking coming up with lasers and shit. Ah! And you're fucking firing <laughs> off. You're like, oh God. And all it needs to do is get bionic legs. Yeah. It doesn't need to evolve legs. Just yeah. haven't fitted. I think that'd be so cool, though. Well, uh, being able to imagine being able to talk to animals. Do you want to? Oh, okay. I'm oh, say, right, do you want to no, die? No, no, <laughs> not, not the dolphins. No. The army of sea dolphins World attacking is a perfect example of their main fight against <laughs> us. It would be um, cool to. I've got having, having. Well, I've got animals, two dogs, which you might hear on the show. Um, it, it would be amazing to talk to animals in general. Well, the collar thing I get, like, you know, like up where the dog starts talking that yeah. way. Because then you can just take the fucking thing off if your dog's mm. a dick. Like, I mean, honestly, you think your pet sounds like this. And then I bear you put it on. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you're a chihuahua. Sorry. Like, what are you what are you doing? It's like, make my food, bitch. And you're like, whoa, OK. You know, I I called you scrappy for a reason. I didn't think you were an asshole. And then but then it's like. Have you ever seen the movie with the guy who plays in Shaun of the Dead where it's like where he, he has the alien power in his hand where he can do this and anything can happen? No. Well, he does that. He's like, I wish my dog could talk and goes like this. And his dog, you ever seen Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm. main, the blonde dude who played in Hot Fuzz. Simon, oh, Simon Pegg. Yeah, Simon yeah. Pegg. I knew you'd know him because you're from the UK. So. Mm. I, I, actors, some names slip. He's a good actor. I love him. Yeah. Uh, but when he moves his hand like this, he makes his dog talk. And then his dog would not shut the hell up. Like to the point where he's like, oh my God. He's like, you know, dog's jumping. Let's go outside, 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 outside. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> talk a little bit. And then he does that. And then his dog's like talking a little bit. But then it, it's, it comes to this point, like, mm, which, how far do we go? Would it be cool to, you know, have a collar to be able to put on your dog and get to talk? Sure. But do you want to hear what your dog has to say? You know, your dog starts spouting off politics about Trump or something. You're like, geez. <laughs> never leave the tv on when i leave the house again holy shit he's talking about a bunch of stuff he knows nothing about 
Why don't they just sniff their ass? I don't understand. What's the problem in the world? <laughs> but once you'd passed that point, uh, I think once you'd put the collar on and heard it talk, then you take the collar off and it's barking. And it, for me, they've been at, I know what you're saying about me. I know what you're doing. And that, they, they've been that, that paranoia of, well, what's he saying? Because you've you, you previously spoken to him and now you're just hearing him barking or yelping or whatever. So you'd, in, eventually, there'd be no coming back. You'd have to have the collar back on it. How, it's like that movie with Mel Gibson, What Women Want, where you're able to read the thoughts and then he's like, all right, this is too much. I don't like this. I don't like this thing. If your dog can talk, that leads into the part of like the morally thing I was talking about um, a little bit with you, James, was like the fact of like the people that would you know, open up their car door and leave their dog out. And then, like, you know, get back in their car and drive off. How long until your dog says something, like, completely that you hate, and then you're like, all right, I can't deal with this anymore, and then you ditch your dog. <laughs> but, is it, but, but would we get to the point where, if we can understand what they're saying, then, would they then be able to understand us better? Because have it, I've got yeah. two dogs, two sausage dogs that are really, they've got little man syndrome. Like, they think they're Rottweilers, but they are, you know, sausage dogs. So... They're always like, if they see another dog, they're giving it large, barking at them. And I thought, and I, I kind of think, what, what are you gaining? You're not going to be able to take this Labrador down if that's what you think you're going to do. So at least you'll be able to have the conversation with them and tell them to, you know. Well, James, let <laughs> Calm me ask, down. I about to say, let me ask you, James, if you gave your dog the ability to talk, you know, figure yeah. out what to say, like maybe a sentence or two, and you found out your dog was completely idiotic, or you found out your dog was completely aggressive and extreme to the point, like, fuck you, fuck you, or <laughs> your dog and your dog. One of them probably is. Yeah, and you're, you talk to your dog, and then your dog's like, uh, like just completely, would that change the way you feel about your dog? Because I feel like it would, it, you know, mm. if you, they could say something like, hey, where's my fucking food, bitch? And you're like, what yeah. did you just say to me? Like, <laughs> what like but is, I, that, is that not i mean you're right but is that then not the same as i mean for, for me and matt definitely for your kids because there's times when my son who's four nearly four would say something to me and i'll go what what did you just say to me and then it is that it's that learning although the dogs i've had for longer and might take a little bit longer to train them than out of it but like is it's, it, it's that educating it's like the one like a parrot already has the ability to be able to hear us mm. a little bit like matt was saying to me um a minute prior the fact of it's picking up on what you're saying but if your dog yeah. goes to the dog park and some dog's like yo these motherfucking humans are dumb as shit and then i always <laughs> do like that's my deep voice but like whenever <laughs> Whenever he, whenever like, you know, it kind of sounds like the guy who does the Arby's, we have the meats. Uh, but like when they hear that, then your dog's picking up from the dog park or the Chihuahua down the street or a Shih Tzu, whatever you want to say. And then he comes back to the house and starts bringing up, where'd you hear that? Where did you hear those words? What, what are you talking about? Well, the schnauzer across the street said you, uh, you know, you were, you were picking up my shit and you just threw it into their lawn. I, you know, I made that for you. That was supposed to be your gift, not anybody else's. Now you're throwing my shit all around town. I don't like that. Like you're going to hear this. And then eventually you're going to have a rivalry with your dog where he's like, you can talk to him. Hey, where are my shoes at, man? Come on. Where are you, where are you hiding my shoes? It makes me think of if you've ever seen The Secret Life of Pets, the movie. Mm. There's, there's two of them, and then my, my wife and my son really love it. And it just makes me think of that because I know when, when I go to work, my wife's a teacher, so she's not out of the house as long as I am with a normal like nine to five job. But 
when when we leave, we can hear the dogs barking for I don't know a couple of minutes while we're getting in the car or whatever. And and in the film, the relation to that is they're there at the door. Are they back yet? Are they back yet? And that's kind of what I imagine my two are like. It's exactly the same. But I love the different breeds in that movie. They've all got different kind of personas and different, you know, the bigger ones and kind of the lazier ones and things like that. It's just, yeah, I will tell you from experience, when I would stay home sick from school, you know, sick, faking it, uh, I was like maybe seven or eight. I sat on my balcony through the little bars and watched my dog for like a good hour and a half thinking that they were doing something when we were all gone and she didn't know I was there. You know, she thought I went off to school. She was asleep, you know, usually when I go. So I watched her. She just fucking laid there for an hour and a half. I wasted my time of this dog just laid <laughs> under a lamp, like right under like a little side table, like under the little lamp, just laying there sleeping the whole time. I'm like, is this all you do is sleep? And it's like, you got to think they spend a lot of their, like, they're like, well, dogs only live to be 12, 13. If they're lucky years old, I'm like, because a year for us is seven years for them. So that's mm-hmm. like, it leaded into this whole debate I got with someone that was talking about how you would get their dog and like drunk or high. I'm like, you're really, you're making them high for like 48 months. Like they're fucking, <laughs> they're out of it. Like they're, they're not having fun. It's like, this been three days. I can't fucking snap out of this. You know, like, <laughs> Then you wonder why, like, it's like, oh, he's just stoned. It's like, no, maybe he's really messed up. Like, he's probably been messed up for about a month straight every single day. And it's like, (laughs) I don't know what they think. I would love to be able to know that my dog is doing something intelligent when I'm away. But then I would be like, I'd be afraid. Like, is my dog watching fucking cable? Is my dog, like, people set up cameras in their house and they see their dog break out of the cage. What else? Like, I I would love to see it get on its hind legs, walk around like a human and, and just do human things. Pull a beer out of the fridge. And... Yeah, that's it. Just, uh, just back on the sofa. What, watching TV. Next. I wish. I wish but I think if, if we started understanding dogs more, like you'd have that, like you said, you'd have that situation that you think, well, I really don't get on my, with my dog. I, I need to move on. But then finding a new dog would be a lot easier because you'd understand it. So if you're looking for a new dog, it'd be like dating, wouldn't it? It'd be like Tinder for pet owners. <laughs> you'd, get, you'd get to know your dog's interests and find ones that are compatible with yours. It goes Definitely. back to the beginning. So I'm going to ask you both this separately. James, if I offer, let's say you're about to have a kid, okay? It's about a month out until you're about to have a kid. If I could offer that I could genetically add anything or take out anything that you want, would you do it? No. Matt? No. No, definitely not. Okay, there's an old, it's um, by these this channel called The Whitest Kids You Know, WKUK. Uh, it's a very funny channel. It's an old sketch thing on Comedy Central a long time ago. It probably won't be able to be played today. But they had a thing where they walked into the doctor's office, and genetic modifying has been around forever. So he goes mm-hmm. in, and they're sitting there, and they're like, okay, well, you know, we can do anything you want. You know, we can change anything you want about your kid before it comes out. It's like, oh, really? Um so, and the doctor's an Indian guy. So they're both white and they're sitting there talking to the guy. And he's like, how would you like it if your kid was of a different ethnicity? And they're like, uh, you could tell they don't, you know, they want their kid to look like them. So they don't want it of a different ethnicity. And then eventually, you know, they start accepting a bunch of things. It's like, what about if your kid spoke a different language than you? And it's like, and they're not trying to be rude or they're not trying to be this. And eventually their kid comes out to like having one leg and eye patch blue 
Uh, and But he's really funny. That was the thing. We can make him really funny. Oh, and then as they're walking out, like, this kid better be fucking funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that whole thing. How far until it's too far? Do you think it's acceptable to genetically modify your pets? Or is it acceptable to genetically modify people? Because it, it, you're going to see both sides of the argument here. If, like, if I can make my dog smarter, I can make my son smarter. Well, then you're going to have animal rights protesters. You're going to have human rights protesters. So do we dive into it at all? <clears throat> I, I think it's, it's tough because we've all got individual and unique characters pets included I think you know I, I I my two dogs are completely different in although they're the same breed they've they've both got different characteristics and it's the same with kids and it's the same with mm. with all of us and and to make us more kind of um tailored to how we want them I mean that's one of the one of the joys I think of seeing different signs of your kids growing up and um, how they change all the time and, and different little traits that they have. Whereas if you kind of give them something like that, e even down to the color of their eyes, I mean, I've got blue eyes, my wife's got green. And when my son was born, he had these bright blue eyes and I was like, he's, you know, he's taken after me and they've slowly started changing green. And, and I'm like, don't like him anymore. <laughs> anyway, but you know, it's, it's, it's you it's unique do you know what i mean it's it's not i don't think if if i could have just gone right you're gonna like you say when you're creating an avatar or whatever it's you you get them to look in a certain way and i don't know i think there's there's a bit of charm about the kind of you know natural development yeah well I it's think, like if you get a puppy for instance like if i gave you the option to choose a puppy they're gonna be people that are gonna want to be like i'll spend eight grand on the dog i want the vision i have and there's people like i want to go to the spca and adopt mm -hmm. well if i gave you the option of let's say very few people would probably pick the route of this but if i gave you here's a puppy and here's another puppy well one of the puppy has three legs you're gonna be like more swayed to the one with all four legs only because it's seems like it's a better life it seems like it's a better chance to actually have what the closest relationship to being able to take your dog on the beach or something very few people would take that dog with three legs and how far until you know we start doing pet modification till now we're already in the human modification it's going to hit our pets well i think people don't they um clone their dogs so i'm sure that that's the thing where if you've had a dog and you've loved that dog and that dog's been the best thing ever and it's lived for 10 years. And then people have cloned that dog. So you'll basically have the same dog again for the rest of your life. I'm sure that's the thing. And, and you can it have is. it done now. Um, yeah. It's like, it's, it's expensive as hell. I think it's why a lot of people yeah. don't do it. But I know a woman that cloned her, I think her dog lived to be 14 years old. It was like a Pomeranian. And she... Uh, what they do is they take the cells of it and they inject it into like a, a puppy that's in like the womb or something. Yeah. And when it comes out, it's supposed to represent, but she was like, this is my dog. She, she's living a whole nother life. Now she's like the dog, the puppy's a one year old. And she's like, it's 21 or it's this, or it's, yeah. you know, she's talking about like adding on the years from the other dog. It's like, there's still differences. She's like, but there's so many things that are similar. It's like, but there's still mm. the differences. It's not the same exact dog. You just modified it. But then that leads into like what my parents used to scare the shit out of me when my two dogs, when I was little, were, um, you know, when they eventually die, she was like, we're going to give them stuff. I'm like, <laughs> what, do, what do you mean we're going to get them stuff? Like a stuffed animal? She's like, yeah, they'll be around the house. And I'm like, how far until we can stuff people? Grandma's dying and we got to yeah. stuff her. 
Like, I don't, I don't know where we draw the line. I feel like we don't want to let things go. Mm. We don't really want a whole lot of change unless it's going to make our lives easier and better, but better to us is easier. And I'm like, no, there still should be some things that you have to Mm. do. There should be physical movements and stuff. It's going to lead into the whole sports thing. But like, you go back into the day when I was a kid watching cartoons, I had to get my ass up to watch the cartoons. I couldn't Tebow that shit. Couldn't, you know, save it so I could sleep in, you know, you got to get up to go to school in the morning and said, now we're doing zoom calls through whatever. I think zooms profited most of this than anybody, Mm. but pets, man, they, I, I just, I would love to hear my dog talk, but I know my dog see me do some shady shit. I don't feel like my dog holding on to some things like, Hey, (laughs) look, if I don't get treats tonight, let me tell you something. I'm going to let everybody know what you did the other day. I'm like, don't you say it, dude. Come on, man. That's our secret. I agree. I agree. There's, there's, there's pitfalls to uh, all of the ideas that we talk about on your show, Robbie. There's um, a lot of it, you know, to, to have um, any of the things that we've spoke about, like, you know, enhancements in some way, there's always a flip side to it. And it's the same, like you say, even down to uh, getting being able to speak to your pet. And I think it's the case, especially with like the kid thing as well, is it? It's always reliant on sort of the assumption that it's a, it's a binary decision. There's, you know, you choose that, and that will automatically mean it. You know, lady clones a dog; it doesn't automatically mean you're getting the same dog. Mm. And and with you know children, in uh, no matter how much you're gonna try and sort of raise a particular child or, or whatever and they're still them you you can you can put gently ease them into a direction but they're they're still their own personality same with animals as well you can teach it the basics but from there on they've still got to learn and you know who we are now 20 years ago we were different people you know mm. 10 years ago we were different people and it's that constant evolution isn't it nature versus nurture i guess is the easy easy way of explaining it isn't it well it's like when your kid's grown up if you choose to you know let's say he's grown with one arm would you do a modification add on an arm some people would fight the side of but then that won't turn him into the person that he's you know was born to be you know what i mean like get it later in life when you've developed Mm. you understand because you're going to get probably bullied for it you're going to, something's going to happen in your life. You're going to have to learn to adjust. You're going to have to learn a little difficult more. Like people that like, I mean, I, I complain sometimes too about my life, but like, then I look at like, what happens if someone's like, that doesn't have any legs, doesn't have any arms. Mm-hmm. And they're trying, like, I saw a thing on Snapchat. It's like living with my flaws. And this woman was like, you know, just like a torso and a head. And she was doing all these things like brushing her teeth was hard, you know, trying to take a shower was hard. And I was like, damn, like, but then you give her modifications when she gets older. That's, that's what I believe in because then she's like, I knew how difficult it was and I knew to be grateful for these. It's like people that have mm. phantom arm syndrome or phantom leg syndrome. Give them an attachment. Give them something. That's amazing. But if you start yeah. taking off your own limbs, the things that you were born with, it's like body modification, any of it, from plastic surgery to equipping a neural link into your head from all these things should be happening when you're at a state where you're an adult. Your brain is fully yeah. developed and you have every right to goddamn choose whatever the hell you want to do with your life. But it shouldn't happen like a parent should be like, well, my kid doesn't have a leg. I'm going to get him a leg. Mm. But 
I get where it would make him easier and more fit in, but don't you want him to turn into the person that he was destined to be that, that, you know, learn from the mistakes. I feel like some of the hardest roads we walk in our life turn us into the amazing people we are today. I agree. I think life's full of um, challenges, be it personal challenges or what, what's going on outside the four walls that you live in. And I think that's how you grow as a person and you develop <clears throat> To, to the conditions that either you deal with or, or that you're dealing with outside. So uh, I think to, to make things, if, if you can make things easier when it's more beneficial for you later in life, I, I definitely say so. If you can cope with, I mean, at the end of the day, like, like you say, if you're born and you're, you've only got one arm, it's amazing to see how quickly you would adapt. I mean, my, my boy, broke his arm when he was one, uh, fell off the sofa and just the way he landed. And, and had to have, I've never broke a bone in my 34 years of life. And to see my son um, have a cast on and just adapt to it was, I mean, Matt, you, you remember seeing mm-hmm. him when he had his, it, it didn't even phase him. And it, it's amazing. To, I mean, that, that I'm, I'm taking it a different level there, but, you know, at the end of the day, that was out of play for however many months, few months it was, why it healed. But, and it's the same with animals. You know, you see an animal, I only the other day saw, saw a dog with three legs and it was missing one of its back ones. And perfectly fine, one of, one of mine and Matt's um, colleagues, she's got a cat with three legs. You know, and, and it's amazing to see how we adapt to things um, and challenges like that. And if, if you could just go, oh, there you go, stick a leg on straight away and then you would, that would be a challenge in itself. But at the same time, I think you've learned a lot more from, from that initial getting over one part to then, to then appreciate it more when you have got another one, if that makes sense. People preach the mind of like, I'm trying to make their life better. I'm trying to give them an equal opportunity. Are you, are you doing it selfishly because you don't like the way that, you know, you feel a little bit uncomfortable, like having a dog with three legs, you're kind of looking at it like if you had four, you know, it'd be easier. You know, you kind of feel heartfelt for it, but it's like, is that just your own insecurities of wanting to fix a flaw? I feel like a lot of times, mm-hmm. like the dogs with three legs have the biggest hearts, you know, they're the loved ones. They know, you know, they got to, they're, they're, they feel like they might be making up for something, but it's like. I feel like when people are like, I want to change that. I want to change this. It's like, you're just upset about like, you're uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, if you're in a car with someone with one arm compared to having your friend with two arms, you're going to be thinking for a while, like, eh, I got this, you know, it's like going on a date. Like, damn, she's got one arm mm-hmm. different than having both arms, but then you lose that uncomfortability feeling. And I feel like that uncomfortableness that we're so about body modifications, about anything with technology in this world, trying to fix these flaws. It's just our own, we need to get over that, the uncomfortable mm. feeling. It's like if I put you guys in a room with like somebody or a giant population that is not of your ethnicity, you're gonna be a little bit uncomfortable. You're gonna be like, I feel like the odd man out. We should learn to eliminate that. Learn to, you know, be use that uncomfortability, figure out why that's uncomfortability and make it comfortable. And, that, and that's what I think is very positive with um, society generally. I don't know whether it, it's something you experience in, in the States, but I think there's a huge awareness now, pro- probably because people have more control in the media through social media and stuff like that, of acceptance of certain things. And there's a lot more things that are visible. Um, 
now, whether it be you know gender or race or or sort of disability and things like that. And I, I think so, you know, a huge turning point in the um, UK, uh, I think, was the 2020, 2012 Olympics, and then that was one of the first years that the Paralympics was broadcast <clears throat> and broadcast, you know, uh, sort of equally to, to the main Olympics and has continued to do so um, on primetime television. And it's, you know, there, there are now um, big shows with people with disabilities on and, and things like that and successful, you know, presenters and that. And uh, you could see, and hearing the stories of these individuals and what they'd overcome and, and huge, huge things that they'd overcome and they're there winning trophies. And, and sort of it, it's just that beforehand, you wouldn't see that positive side. Like I said, it was probably more of your own insecurities that you were thinking, well, I don't know how to deal with that. But mm. the more people are exposed to it and the more people share that, it's, you know, it's, it's only a good thing, definitely. I'm still thinking on the mindset. Like, I'd rather be bit by a radioactive spider and turn into Spider Man than get fucking spider webs put into my body like Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> you do know you can never escape from the Spider Man thing. Yeah. It's your, I, it's your I, destiny. Yeah, apparently. Uh, James is. Uh, is that your nephew that said that? He did, yeah. He thought I was talking yeah. to uh, Spider Man. So, how far until. That's a good lie. That is a good one. You tell your kid that, so then he always looks better at you. It's like Santa Claus. You just tell them when they get older. Like, hey, by What's the way, it? this was all a lie and conspiracy. Your dog <laughs> really hates you. <laughs> Maybe I'll get him to uh, – I'll, I'll, I'll call you at Christmas so he can uh, speak to Spider-Man at Christmas. But you have to be in full costume. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Look. This has been, I guess, this week in Metropolis, guys. Thank you so much for coming on and doing the podcast. Obviously, we dive down some rabbit holes. Uh, but seriously, you guys, this has been awesome. Glad to have you both on. Is there anything you guys want to say? Anything I, you guys want to wrap up on? Um, just, we, we will be back. We, we've had a short break. Um, season four of This Week in Metropolis is starting, um, which will be amazing. Can't wait to get started. And, yeah, check us out. On social media, James, you are the king yeah. of yeah, marketing. Yeah, yeah, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and you can also visit our website as well this week in metropolis.com. Yeah, but again, thanks, Robbie, for having us on. Great show. Yeah, it's always uh, a pleasure. I'm going to leave it on this one. What is one animal you would hate to be able to talk? Like one you're really interested about and one you really would not like. One for me is I would hate to know what an alligator's thinking. Two, I really want to know what a fucking shark's thinking because I'm pretty sure it's probably like swim, swim, breathe, swim, breathe, <laughs> swim, breathe, eat, swim, breathe. I think I'd, for me a spider. Sorry, sorry mate. No, I was going to say, ima imagine walking into a room and like spiders for me, I'm not really <clears> scared <throat> of spiders, but they're, they're – just the, the appearance is slightly unsettling generally, whether you're scared or not. Imagine walking into a room, like going into the bathroom or whatever, and you look, there's a spider in the corner. You all right? You know, it just <laughs> starts, starts having a conversation with you. Oh, man. There was someone that posted, like, I wish I could talk to the spider that always enters my shower. And first of all, I'm like, <laughs> are you showering outside? Like, well, how many spiders are you getting in there? But I think we've all had one. And he goes, I wish I could just talk to him and be like, hey, man. I'm trying to take a shower and the spider's like oh sorry bro 
I don't know. I'll, <laughs> I'll come back later and just creeps back into the corner. No, I just but, imagine it's saying, right? And then just keep watching. But, Mine would be an elephant, <laughs> just because ele- elephants never forget, do they? So they just wouldn't shut up, probably. They'd be great. Yeah, no. That's like, oh, dude, a tortoise would be dope to have. Like, figure out, like <laughs> how old are you? I'm 2,000 years old. <laughs> I survive Nagasaki. I survive. And he starts going off like, whoa, you're like a history book. And then you find out like, you know, want to know. And then he starts experiencing, like exposing a whole bunch of government stuff. You're like, yeah. what the, f- what? You were there at the tea party? It wasn't like you thought. And I was like, what do you mean? Oh, God. I was on the Amazing. Titanic, and let me tell you something. <laughs> it's like, oh, why, why were you there? We were traveling to another country. I've been all around the world, my friend. It's like, how long has it taken you to get there? 2,000 years. I moved very slow. Amazing. All right. Well, thanks for being on, guys, and stay tuned for another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast.